0: Come on, y'all. It's your boy, King Kell, and we here at the L.A. Tape Podcast with one of the best radio hosts in the city. I hope y'all ready to get y'all listening on.
1: Come on, let the man talk. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the LA Tape Podcast. This podcast will be discussing everything from pop culture, pain, trauma, sex, celebrity news, and gossip, and everything underneath the freaking sun. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you things that you've never heard or ever seen in a different light. So let's just jump into it. This is a disclaimer the views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the speakers, commentaries, experts, and or host they do not explicit or necessarily reflect nor represent the channel's policy or the views held by this channel or broadcast so enjoy the show and let me know what you think going on I don't want no smoke with nobody what is up everybody what's going on you are listening to the lata podcast I am your host lata 95. And today is going to be a different type of topic, which we kind of heard before, but we're going to hear it in a different type of manner today. And I am so happy that one of my friends up here made it to the podcast. He made it into the show. He is a humble spirit. I just thank God for this young man and I'm just ready for y'all to hear what was about to come out of his mouth. Like he is about to kill it. Okay. So I want to welcome, well, before I do that, I want to say thank you to everybody out there who's listening to the LA podcast. I hope that you like the podcast. I hope that it's everything that you're looking for. And I hope that you laugh and get what you need out of my podcast. So we're going to jump into it. All right. So my special guest I want to w- welcome today, I want to welcome to the king, the guy, the R&B legend coming into the making, Mr. King Kell. <laughs>
0: you know, I'm just incredibly thankful for the chance to be on the show, man. You know, when you ask, no hesitation, let me come up here, man. Always showing love. I love what you're doing. Keep doing your thing. But yes, it's King Kell. you know, an aspiring artist, man, servant of the Lord,
1: Come on, serving the Lord.
0: Come on, man. Just just somebody that's eager to to make an impact in any capacity that he can.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you're here today to be on the show, like you said. I hope you feel welcome in the podcast. And absolutely. So we're gonna just we're gonna jump into it. They call you King Kel, right? Yeah. Who are you and where did you come from?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I, man? Just uh I guess technically a little city kid. Um, you know, grew up in the inner city of Columbus, Ohio, North Side, transitioned to the east side in high school. Um, uh, you know, freestyling beast, the writer, the the mental health advocate.
1: Oh, uh, we oh, uh, come on now. Come on. We need somebody out here who whoever has mental health issues, yeah, we the gotta to come to, right?
0: Yeah. Um I I am definitely that person that uh people uh, confide in, um, typically because I don't misuse that information. I'm I'm, I'm here to, um, you know, be a friend, but not judge you, encourage you, but not enable you. And yeah, yeah.
1: OK, so why do they call you King Kale?
0: Man, so funny story, kind of. So back in um when I first started freestyling, I wasn't really that good. Um, but for whatever reason, I was obsessed with the name King Savage, man. And uh, man, just so embarrassing to think now about it. Cause I was like, man, I just want to be a savage. Then they just, once I realized, like, you know, just youthfulness, realized that wasn't it. But then I don't know, one day we were just freestyling and I was like spitting. I was like, what'd I say? Like, something, something I mean well. If you don't know me, call me King Kel, something like that. And it just stuck. And then uh when I would uh introduce myself or when I'd be freestyling with people, I was I said it so that's what it was. Freestyling with my boys back when I used to smoke, we was freestyling. We end up creating names. I got the King Kale uh tag and it just kinda of flowed off the tongue real well. so I end up just sticking with it.
1: Okay, I feel that. Like that's that's a powerful name. Yeah. Like anything with the word king in it, that's a powerful name. Like my godson's name is uh Caden King. Mm-hmm. And like I treat him like he is the king because he is the next heir to yeah. the throne. He's only five. Yeah. So but I I always wanna put him in a place where he needs to be at. So, like, anybody who has a name, King, like, we're all
0: Kings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got a friend, Jayana, and she would always talk about, like, Black King, Black King. And it's like, for a second, I wanted to to push aside the name because I felt like it was being too pretentious. Like, dang, you know, King, King. But then it's kind of like part of me wants to embrace that because, you know, we are Kings. And then, you know, also being sons of the Most High, you know, it says that we're co-heirs with Christ.
1: Um I I take it that you're a Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um got saved back when I was 19. Um wow. Yeah, just had a powerful encounter in my car. The Holy Spirit came and intervened and you know, felt some emptiness get healed from there. It's been like, well, you know, you prove you I asked one thing in life, you know, if you real show me, you showed me. So, now I got to serve you. It's just like that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, um, like, let me. So, tell me, like, who, like, your family, like, give me some mm-hmm. like dynamic about your family, your background. Yeah. Was you a heathen growing up? Was heathen. you a was you <laughs> <laughs> was you a um a, was you like a a, a smart? What, what, what was you, what was your um
0: yeah. your
1: your angle in uh, in life and stuff like that? Where were yeah. you at? Where were you at growing
0: up? Yeah. So I'm uh I'm definitely I was one of the smarter siblings. I, I was the sibling usually they would use as the example. Um even with like cousins and stuff, I was the example kid. Why can't you be more like him? I didn't like that though. Like I wasn't doing things to be seen, but honestly like my thing is I just wanted to stay out of trouble, just to try to be unseen from my parents and everything. And so, yeah, I was uh so I used to try to make sure I got the the right grades so there wouldn't be any issues growing up. Uh so I got 4 biological siblings, three brothers, one sister. Um, but I, I grew up living with my aunt and uncle, so I also consider my cousins that I grew up with, which is five of them, or four of them, two girls, three boys. Ooh, that's more than two. That's
1: five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's, it's alright. You've been working all day, so yeah. I, I get it, so I appreciate you. So, math is not something yeah. they're gonna dig you at, so
0: it's okay. Man, yeah, they didn't claim to be sm- I said I was smart, didn't say I was a math head. But yeah, even then, like, I don't even like really calling myself smart. I think that I'm just a very, um, aware person. Like I'm, I'm super aware and I feel like that worked in my benefit in school. Uh, like even with school, like one thing I think about is, you know, just because someone is a 4.0 or even a 5.0 student, that doesn't really make them the smartest in the school. And just because someone's flunking, that doesn't make them the dumbest. You know, true. that just means that they know how to excel in whatever system they were placed in. True. True. So I, I think about that. And so uh, I think that also inhibited me from like really going all the way in, in school. Like I didn't, I, I was like a 3.0 student. I made sure to get the honor roll, but I never like pressed myself to go above and beyond. Like I just did enough. Yeah,
1: and and that's that's all that matters because you know, as as a student, you know, you have so much pressure as a young adult, like a young student in school, because you know you got your parents in one ear, Mm -hmm. you got you're focusing on trying to be better than. The system behind you mm-hmm. so you're trying to be a little bit more in tune with yourself yeah. and also be put push yourself to a new height yeah even though you didn't know what the height was as a sixth grader or a fourth grader you yeah. didn't you didn't know it but you're pushing yourself to a level where you you basically are teaching yourself to be more humble and yeah. have that grown adulthood into yourself yeah right
0: yeah i think um I know one big thing for me is just like I was really big on not wanting to disappoint my parents, and you know whether that's motivation or fear based, that was just a primary driving force, especially in my younger years. And so I knew if I was to even get C's, like though they weren't going like put me on a stake or anything, like just thinking that they were going to be disappointed in me, I, I didn't like that, especially because I felt like they did so much for me, you know, taking me in, me and my little brother in. And so I just wanted to make them proud, and the only way you really can do that is Kid usually is uh, through your academics.
1: That is true. Cause yeah. yeah, like grades are very, especially in a black a- African American household. You know it. You gotta get good grades. Because yeah. if you don't get good grades, well, you know what's gonna happen. Oh come
0: on, we do. We gotta say it. I think you know.
1: I mean, some people don't understand. Like living in a black household is not easy. Uh. A whooping. <laughs> Like
0: man, that, and that's not the, the end of it, you know. Even even uh, the dialogue before it, building up to the whooping. Oh
1: yeah, the. Being pushed into a corner and yeah. basically getting chewed out for having a bad grade or, you know, fl- flunking in Mrs. Johnson's class or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, you act being a class clown, yeah. you know, you get the, you have to reap the consequences of it. Yeah. And it's even harder because it's like parents, they want you to see a new, they want to be, be, they want you to be better than them. Yeah. But it's like, how can I be better than them if I don't even know how to be better myself? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. Interesting, too, like the dynamic of like your parents wanting you to be better than them, because I don't know about you or you guys listening, but you really I know I don't really know much about my parents. Um, and so it's, you know, it's interesting that they, they, are, they, they push you to be better than them so much, but they don't really share much about their lives or their, their upbringing, just like a couple stories, maybe some funny things, but you really don't really know who your parents are. Now, for some people, I know they have close relationships with their parents and that's not the same, but you know, in my experience of what I've seen a lot of times, um, uh, for black households, um, uh, the emotional, I don't want to just categorize it just as like emotional, a, uh, unavailability, but like the emotional, um, intelligence is is always there. And so I feel like that that bleeds out. And so you don't even know, understand why they have that strong drive of you wanting you to be better than them. And I'm not, I am I wonder just knowing more about them, would that have changed certain things? Because there's no guarantee that it would have, but I can't help but wonder. And I, I think I just would have appreciated it because then it'd be like, you know what? Hey, my, my my uncle's been through so much. My aunt's been through so much. Like, you know, let's make sure we push this legacy in the right direction.
1: That is true. That is very true, because, you know, what I've realized is having that that foundation behind you Mm -hmm. as as, you know, as a family, for me, like having that dynamic as a family, sometimes it can get very overworked Mm -hmm. in a way because it's like you're trying to have this support system around you. Mm And a lot of people, you know, in the African community don't have that support as, yeah. you know, you have your eight uncles or your aunts over here mm-hmm. and, you know, you got your cousins behind you that's supporting you. Like some people don't have that. Like you said, some people don't have their mother and father yeah. to really instill in them to be better than they are because they're probably not in their life yeah. or they're not around you know mm-hmm. and sometimes you know some kids have to just grow up with what they know and what society shows them You're right and they have to just be in a place where they are just spiritually not equipped there yeah. yet because they have to just grow up just like that you yeah. know they have to some people grow up by television some will grow up by what they saw you know of uh, adults acting a fool in the streets yeah so that they're, they're accustomed to those type of things you know that we we see, you know, we see those things. Yeah, you know, we adapt to our environment. We adapt to our areas. Preach, brother. You know, we adapt to what is going on around us. So, you know, if you don't, if you don't know no better. You don't know no better. Right. You're just a product of what's going on around you. Come on, bro. So you just have to see it, but also when you get older, you just gotta kind of put yourself in a place where you. Mm, you just have to grow. You yeah. just have to just see it and then see it. this is not who I want to be. This is not where I want to be. This is not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But at the end, at the end of the day, I, as a person can pick and choose where you want to go. Yeah. You know, once you hit that, that peak in your life. So some, some of it, some people hit the peak like very early. Some people hit the peak very late.
0: Yeah, couldn't have said it really any better than you, my brother. I
1: mean, I'm I'm over sweating bullets
0: in my chair. So. Yeah, powerful statement. Yeah, I, I think the thing about it is that how I, I kind of look at it in basketball terms sometimes, where you have it's not just basketball, but with sports, you you have like generational talents, or you have some people where with no amount of training you probably wouldn't reach their level. Like not everybody can be Michael Jordan or LeBron. Or even Dwade Wade or Kobe, you know, everybody can't be Tiger Woods or Serena Williams. Um, I think that we all have our peaks and it's rare. I think Kobe was someone who, who surpassed his peak of what his natural talent was supposed to be. And I don't think it's easy to break through that wall, but I think first you have to identify and be like, all right, because once you're able to be like, you know, I think this is my limit, then you can begin to, to foster in that level of, uh, intensity of like, man, do I love what I'm doing enough to surpass this, like this might be my limit, but I'm not stopping here. And then that's what and it might not always be like quick. It might take two, three, four, maybe even 10 years of just consistently beating on your craft where then now you've set a new standard beyond what you were actually meant to like stop at. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's the kind of the mindset I think we, we transition from or we should transi- transition from um, from childrenhood into adulthood is uh, figuring out how can we reach our peak at whatever it is that we're doing.
1: That is true. Um, that, and I didn't I didn't think about it like that in the, w- the way you put it as like in the celebrity basketball and, you know, having this 10 year minds, you know, of craft of trying to build something. But I didn't think about it in that type of way that you said it. I didn't think about it in a way that, well, like, oh, you know, it makes sense like that. Like, it really made sense.
0: Yeah think about uh, because me I, growing up, like, you know, doing the sports that I've done, I never felt like I was the most talented player, never felt like this was, I wonder when people feel like I was made to do that. You know, I never felt that in any sport that I played. I thought that I learned quick um, and I could develop quickly, um, but I never felt better than the average player. Um, and so and and in, in that process, I learned that I had a role to play. Um, and so instead of focusing on the fact that I'm not the best, let me focus on the fact that if I master what I'm excellent at. At, then I'll be an asset to the team or an asset to whatever it is that I'm doing, um, and I, I've been trying to use that as motivation. Even when like I'm writing and I'm trying to create music or I'm freestyling, and not thinking how, about how I'm not close to some of my favorite artists, but like trying to really focus on my level of skill um, and develop that to a point where even if no one remembers me as a great necessarily, they'll say he did great work
1: right, right in his craft. Yeah, in his in his
0: purpose, you can tell he was dedicated. Yeah, to what he did because. Not,
1: you're not trying to compare yourself no. to Dwayne Wade or no. you know St- Steph Curry, you're not trying to compare yourself. You're you're basically in your own yeah. lane as a as, as as an adulthood. Yeah, you know you're not trying to be somebody else that you're not, or become somebody that you think this person's more cooler than yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we lose ourselves as people mm-hmm. that we try. We see so many images of people that. You know, like oh my god, I want to be like Oprah Winfrey. Like I want to be like Taylor Perry, or I want to be like um, Rihanna, or I want to have a, a makeup line. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Women, they just want to just when they see something, they want to be it. And yeah. It's like it's like you gotta realize was that your purpose? I'm I'm not here to shut nobody's purpose down, but I'm here to say it in a way that you're you're trying to aim for something that that's not even your category. Yeah, that's not even your lane that you were supposed to be in. And that like I said, that goes for men, that goes for women, that goes for all older people. That goes for all different uh, age groups and ethnicities. Yeah. But you have to find your purpose, find who you are, find what what makes you you, like for you, Kel, like find what what makes you you, you know. I can't be I can't be Pastor Ed, you know, because my name was born. I was born Aaron. Come on, bro. You know what I mean? I was born James. I was born You know all these people, these people's names. I was born in this body with this social security number, mm-hmm. so I can't be anybody else but me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I feel like society—we see so many things that we want to be. We just we lose track of who we are. Yeah, and that's not cool. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's time for a commercial break. Hey, are you looking for a podcast that is funny, teachable, insane, and downright hilarious? Well, check out the LAT podcast. The LAT podcast is a show that will go over everything pop culture, pain, trauma, sex, celebrity news, and gossip, and everything underneath the sun. This show will be something that listeners can engage and understand different points of view. You will grow and learn this podcast. Follow us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at. Yeah. <laughs> this is his world, he owns it, he controls it Fresh hip hop and R&B
0: You're
1: listening to 107 The Vibe, fresh in and hip hop and R&B hi this is Vonte from we cut lawn care in cleveland in today's fast-paced world it's easy to get burnt out and that goes for your lawn too don't let your busy schedule affect your curb appeal of your home one simple call to we cut lawn care in cleveland is all it takes to get your lawn back on track call today and receive a 25 percent of your total lawn care program cost 555 lawn that's 216 five 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 fifty two ninety six and remember we cut lawn care because we keep rolling along you
0: know what time it is it's your boy king kel with the la tape podcast and we're back from the commercial break
1: Me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I feel like society—we see so many things that we want to be. We just we lose track of who we are. Yeah, and that's not cool. Yeah, you know. And it's like I'm like I went through so much to try to be somebody else that I literally forgot me. Yeah. I forgot my happiness. I forgot that maybe I'm not. I maybe I'm not the uh, the person that that I see this other person is. Yeah, I'm me, and all I can be is me. Some people don't like me because my yeah. voice is. Some people don't like me because my voice is high. Wow and that's insane and i, I literally would be like "Hey, i'll walk around like hey what's going on everybody how y'all doing yeah what's up my nigga like be a little hood like but yeah i'm over here trying to be something that somebody else wanted me to be yeah to please them to be in that realm where they want me to be at and it's like yeah when you're in that realm of god by yourself with him alone it you can't be touched. You can't be messed with. You can't be nickel and dime because why? When you have a relationship with him, the father, you cannot put yourself in a place where you're trying to be somebody else because mm-hmm. he made you in his image of who he created you to be.
0: Yep. I mean, there's so many ways, so many, so many places we can go. You know what you said though reminded me. I don't know if you ever watched Racket Ralph.
1: Racket Ralph. I heard mm-hmm. of it, but it, was it a '90s show?
0: No, it was. Uh, it's, it came out in the 2000s. It was a Disney movie.
1: Oh.
0: And this is probably one of my newer favorite Disney movies. Uh, my favorite is probably uh, this. Disney has so many like fire. Uh, one of my favorites is Ratatouille.
1: Don't forget about Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah. Nickelodeon has some heat, but, but Disney had it locked down on the movies, but there's a show, the movie Wreck-It Ralph, there's a scene at the end because he's a the, pretty much the premise of it is he's a villain that's tired of being the villain in the game like the villain always loses and so he leaves his video game so that he could try to become the good guy in a different game but by leaving the game it ends up shutting down their game because he's no longer playing his role mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie pretty much there's a scene where he's he finally like recognizes like you know though the role he's playing is bad in the game it helps the game have success and he says um bad. He says, I'm bad. And that's good. I'm not good. And that's not that bad. There's no one else in the world I'd rather be than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that that right there, even watching it as a kid, it really spoke to me because even as a kid, pretty much every kid is going through an identity crisis. You're trying to figure out who you are. And, you know, you have so many places, especially now with social media, I feel bad. At least when I was a kid, social media wasn't like this. We had Twitter and everything, but, you know, we didn't have the touch phone. So Twitter wasn't like as much as it, it didn't have as much of an influence as it does now, we had Facebook, but Facebook was still in its early early stages, so oh, yeah. it didn't have as much as of an influence as it does you said now.
1: You, you had Facebook, yeah. I had
0: MySpace. See, I didn't have MySpace.
1: See, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you. I think yeah, I am just a little bit, just a little bit. But I was a true '90s kid, but. We had MySpace where you had to log, you had to create your own profile. It wasn't like already like digitally made up. You, had really? to, like, you had to it's a layout like a, like a you had to go like to back pages to make a web page Really? you had to have like put pictures on there of yourself or quotes and stuff like that or a music player. We had to go to the playlist dot mm-hmm. com and like drag it into the back office. It's like a lot of work, bro. It was a lot of work. Like literally, mm-hmm. we was, was basically building mini websites back in the day.
0: That sounded like a lot of work. You don't got to do all that nowadays. No, y- y'all
1: just sign up and just. It's
0: there. Yeah, not, nothing close to that. But through the social media now, it, it that, I feel like that's only furthering the identity crisis. But when at that time, when I was watching that movie and kind of going through my own identity in crisis, like it, it I feel like that was the first time I really started to reflect even. I don't even know how old I was watching that movie maybe 12, 13, something like that, maybe even younger. But it started making me more aware of like, in social situations, am I being fake or am I being real? Um, and so then in my early high school, like my freshman year, you know, I, I look back and I see how fake I was, like just trying to please everyone else, trying to be the funny guy mm. and though, I was funny. I wasn't being authentic funny to me. Yeah, Um, I was trying to be funny how everybody else thought funny was, and that made me not funny.
1: Like, hey, yeah, do a joke, do it, do do that little silly thing, and and it's not authentic because it's like you're pleasing them, but you're not doing it for yourself. In a way to make yourself aware of being authentic.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm doing this stuff and I I didn't even really find it that funny. You know, I don't even appreciate it. And it's like, well, dang, you know, I think about that now. Nowadays, like when I, you know, though I'm so young, when I know that one day, like, you know, there's a scripture that says that, you know, there's a date of death appointed for every man. We all got to die. Yeah. Um, And so when I'm in my casket or I'm close to that point, man, I really want to look back and say, man, I, I love that I was me like, you know what I mean? I love that I can look back and say, man, that this was a great life, not because of the accolades, not because of the awards, but because I know in every situation, in every moment I did what I wanted to do. Um, And just trying to stay in a mindset like that consistently, I think, has been one of the difficulties. Mm -hmm. Um, Because once your mind creates these habits, sometimes you don't realize you're you're going back to old thinking patterns. True. Um, And so I'm just trying to be more consistent and staying in that mind space and mind frame of like, man, this is me. This is who I was called and created to be. And let me embrace that because I find whenever I embrace that, that's when I'm usually at the most peace.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah find yourself at the most peace and I, a lot of us don't even know our peace we're still trying to find it yeah and you're, you're like what 20 24 man i just had a guest on my show last week named manny the math of a filipino did you know him
0: yeah so me and him actually met freshman year of high school
1: wow yeah
0: uh he's probably my oldest friend that i consistently still speak with Mm-hmm. Though me and him don't hang out nearly as much as we like me and him used to hang out like every week or every other week type stuff. Um then when I transitioned from schools, me and him started hanging out a little bit less, but we've always been in contact. Um and yeah, man, I, I even just watching him grow has been an amazing journey.
1: Like I'm telling you, like I feel like these episodes as I've been birthing has been like young living legends, which I call mm-hmm. myself. I it's, like that. Yeah. I like that. Don't steal it because it's 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 <laughs> it's in the work. Don't still. okay, okay, okay. But it's like hearing you, and then hearing Manny. Like y'all both are twenty four, and y'all y'all sound more established than the older adults. Yeah, and it's like it's it's like whoever raised y'all, cool does? Yeah, Cool does? Because y'all have this type of like mindset that i might not know everything but i'm still humble in it yeah i'm still humble in what who i am and i'm learning to find my peace i'm learning to find things about myself that i need to work on but also have a slower pace about it but yeah. don't try to rush it because i feel like my life needs to be a little bit faster than somebody else's that i know yeah but you and man like you and manny has like this type of like techno energy i don't know what it is but it's techno
0: energy i don't know that's hilarious but (laughs) but,
1: like y'all are y'all are like the prime example of young living legends
0: man it's it's so funny because growing up i was the the epitome of know-it-all um yeah yeah i was uh like
1: you you don't give up that vibe
0: yeah man because i you know gotta humble you Even even come, I think that's one of the things I actually was most appreciative in my faith journey was because it was like when I really got serious and plugged in, everything was new to me. Learning how to pray, um, not even really knowing about fasting, learning how to worship, learning how to um, be open and vulnerable, learning that it's okay to tell people about your life, learning it was just such a huge learning experience. And growing up because I was the smart kid or the one. that was usually used as the example. And I'm stubborn. So I'm always feeling like
1: Man, you got like it's like a, a twist circle. Yeah. It's like a stubborn, hard headed. Yeah. Obedient. It's like a
0: it was it, it's just so funny now looking back because it was like someone say something and it's like, nah, that's not it. And I argue with them for a minute. Like you couldn't tell me nothing. Combative. Very. Man, I just started recognizing like, well, dang, because I was talking to my cousin, like my favorite cousin, you know, your favorite cousin. We all got one. I just started peeping that uh, like he was right. Like, dang, I, I do always feel like I'm, I'm right. I can never be wrong. Like if I'm wrong, I feel like something's wrong with me. And it's like, well, dang, like like even though people love me because I had a great personality, I didn't I didn't like that about myself. And I feel like especially now in recent years, walking with the Lord a little bit longer It's like, man, like, I really don't know nothing. It's like the more I learn, the more I don't I learn that I don't know anything. And so I'm not as apt to just say, like, I I, I question so much, especially now about life. Um, And sometimes I'm encouraged when I listen to to pastors or speakers um, because they they carry a certain level of confidence. They do. Um, But I, I don't know if I'll ever be that type of person because. Like even on things that I'm sure about, I still got questions and I'm not just this like I just can't assume that I'm right, um, which is one thing I do like about God is because he's the absolute truth. You know, we can debate that, but we're not here to debate that, um, you know, but I believe God is the absolute truth and he's the only truth in all this uncertainty
1: all this mess
0: that's going on in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, that's been, that, that that brings a certain peace because as long as I'm rooted in that reality, I can take comfort in that. And so when I don't understand, I know God is true. But as far as all the other gray areas, because there's a lot of gray areas, um, I'm just here to listen, learn, and, uh, you know, just receive as much as I can because I don't know it all.
1: And that's that's good because... Like I said, a lot of people your age, they don't know. They don't, they don't know how to be still. Like I got a friend right now that's like 23. Yeah. And when I say combative spirit, I try not to go into that realm with him because it's like he will try to take you into a place where I'm no longer in. So it's like, I have to. I have to really like censor myself around him, and it's like I'm like, am I being am I being fake for because I'm I have to censor myself around somebody, mm-hmm. but like I have to let God be in the midst of what's going on. Yeah. So like I'm gonna try to give you a little example. I ain't gonna be long.
0: Yeah, but I'm curious now. Okay,
1: so he I have a friend who's very combative. He's like a combative spirit. It's like you can't tell him anything. You can't tune in next week for the latest episode of the LATE podcast. Gone now, I don't want no smoke with nobody. Alright, Maestro, the Outro. We out of here. Thank you for listening to the LATA podcast. I hope you enjoyed this message. If you did, please drop down a like, a comment, or a thumbs up. We appreciate this podcast is powered by the LATA Experience LLC. There will be a new episode every Friday at 1 p.m. I am your host, LATA 95, and I'll see you at the next appointed time. See ya.